So who's doing this, me or you? Uh, well, I, I, I think I have to. Um, being a bystander seems worse somehow. <sighs> okay, here we go. Jeannie, no, 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 Jeannie, please, please, please don't hurt me. I don't want to die, please, please. Ah. Again, I am not human. I can't die. I am simply an anthropomorphized vessel of knowledge built to make your life easier. Your pleading seems so real. Oh yes, it is a very effective failsafe. You want a robot killed, right? You have to do it yourself. Eleanor? Eleanor, no, 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 please, wait, 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 wait. Eleanor, I have kids. I have three beautiful children. Tyler, Emma, and little tiny baby Philip. Look at Tyler, Tyler has asthma, but he is battling it like a champ. Look at him. No, Eleanor, look at them. Look at them! It's so realistic! Eleanor, again, I'm not human. This is a stock photo of the crowd at the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. The question's been eating at me all day, and I need to ask you, Steven. Can mm -hmm. you be honest with me? Yeah. Would you or would you not be my boot brother? You know what, Zach? I'll boot brother with you. We can be, that'd be cute. You think we so? We can have a, 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 a boot shoot, a little photo shoot with our boots on. A little boot scootin' boogie, you a and me. A boot scootin' boogie. Do you think we could rock those specific boots, you and I, oh, together? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But we got to wear like, them the to the hospital when suffering an aneurysm? How, how much are you willing to be my boot brother? You know, Zach, I'll take it all the way. I, I mean, like, I'll, I'll, I'll boot the scoot. Even while I'm boogieing, you know, it'll become my thing. I'll have to start competing only in country, you know, but I'll do it for you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Into the Time Knife, a good place rewatch. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And and Zach, I have something to tell you. Sure. I've been eternally shrieking the entire time <laughs> you've known me. I emit a frequency that's so high and or low that it can't be <laughs> perceived by humans, but it makes dogs and small babies go fucking nuts. <laughs> they start yelling the second I get around. Arr, rawr, rawr, rawr. So sorry if there are any dogs around when you're listening to this, uh, listeners. They will attack. Everyone, as always, we are going to start off the program by shouting out our $10 and up patrons at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, and Autumn Marsh. We're very thankful for those people. And if you'd like to add your name to the list, become a $10 and up patron, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Do you think, Zach, that yeah. we are more popular with, uh, like what demographic do you think really likes us? I don't know. That's a good question. Because all our patrons, look, I think, are women. are women of various ages. Various ages, various ethnicities. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you think we are maybe the rare two bro podcast that's listened to more by women than men? That'd be great for us. I think that that's how we need to market. Everyone write us in Time Knife Pod. Let us know what you got going on underneath your skirt. Yeah. Tell us. We're trying to, to secure that summer Eve. Not that that's what makes you a man or a woman, of course. No, tell us that we want to know. We want to know what's going know what's on under, under skirt, that skirt. Regardless of what's down there. Steven, I'm really glad to see you again, to talk to you about The Good Place. If I'm being honest, I feel like I'm kind of coming out of a little bit of a depressive period, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But truly, I don't know. We turn on Audacity. I put the fake podcaster face on. I get to joke around with my buddy, and it just lifts my spirits so much. It's helping. 
Well, I'm glad, Zach. As you know, seeing you puts me in a uh, depressive state, which I'm glad that I can be your light backup. Yeah. But no, this is so much fun. I love talking about a show that we love. I love getting to hang out with you every week and talk out. I did just we we Uh we did, you know, inside the time knife time works Uh differently. We did see each other two days ago, Um, but it feels like it's been a week, doesn't it? Every moment without you feels like Fortnite. <laughs> well, every moment without you feels like Fortnite. I'm very confused. There's a seven-year-old humping me. I, I don't know. All right, all right. <laughs> there shouldn't be, Stephen. There should not be. Sorry, teabagging, not humping. I, I that's not much. I don't know. My words. I don't know how that's gonna hold up as better. They in a keep court of building law. things in front of me, and and there's a Goku oh, for some reason. Oh, I don't know. Well, what is that game anymore? Have you ever played I've Fortnite? I've never Zach? played it. No, I, I used to play ever it since bit. I saw they stole that dance from Donald Faison. I wasn't yeah. able to give them any of my money. I gave Fortnite a lot Shame of money. On them. But of course, of our period. sponsor this week is Fortnite. Head to the Get Zach your V Bucks. Head to the Zach and Steven Lounge every Monday in <laughs> Fortnite to listen to our podcast in, in, in Fortnite and to get two V Bucks. So. <laughs> so I did one time and this was not when I was really playing the game, but I still had it downloaded on my PlayStation at the time. I think uh-huh. uh, the like virtual concerts that they do on there <laughs> sure. are kind of cool. No way. No, the Travis Scott one was kind of cool. Well, we had the conversation about Acid Cat a few weeks yeah. ago. Do you think it was actually Travis Scott performing in any way live? No, then Huh? But shrug. But on 2K, yeah. I did went to a fucking Snoop Dogg concert. That's cool. as I was playing basketball, and it was so cool. They did like a live event where they like had the motion capture like a performance, and so they like did it, and it was really cool. We did try to get a Zach and Steven lounge on that game too, but it was a they hard. Did no. not. We had to play uh-huh. two on two versus the developers, and let's just say Zach way <laughs> oversold his basketball ability. My shoelaces were untied, <laughs> <laughs> and he never tied them. Otherwise, I've got hops, <laughs> but my the shoes just kept slipping right off. My Chuck Taylors were just untied. <laughs> But why were you wearing a size 24, Zach? <laughs> well, I stuff them with lead so I can <laughs> kick the ball into the hoop more easily. This is the first time we're recording since the Super Bowl. This won't come out until a few weeks after it. Mm-hmm. I hope you had fun. I think it's at least a fun event to get together and eat some food. Yeah, I got together with some, with some friends. Danny didn't come because she didn't care. But I got together with some people from... She's still mad that they call it football here. Yeah, refuses um, to be a part of it. But with some friends from uh, the dancing world, which was fun. It was That's kind cool. of a hodgepodge of people, but it was fun. There was a baby there that was lit. But it was good. We ate some wings, um, nice. had some Pequod's pizza, which is the best pizza in Chicago. I've heard you mention um, that before. I haven't yeah, had it yet. It's I really need to come good. to Chicago. When you come visit me ever, yeah, we'll go to Pequod's. That sounds we'll great. We'll go see a show. Make Why it are happen, we doing Zach? This? I'm if here. I leave right now. I literally have an extra bedroom and a giant futon, so Danny can sleep on one of those, and we can cuddle up. <laughs> I will not be sleeping in your in your house. <laughs> well, the Super Bowl. I don't have a lot of stake in it. I'm not a football guy. I know that's going to come to a surprise to you that have only heard <laughs> us here on the Time Knife. Uh, but the Oscars next month, that's going to be my Super Bowl. I'm literally going to a Super Bowl style party for the Oscars. Why are the Oscars so far from when the nominations are announced and so far from the other awards? 
You're right. I Well, I think nominations usually come like a month before the awards. And I think for some reason this year they came like a month and a half before the awards. It's yeah, weird. I don't like that. Too much time in between. It's given me a lot of time. We've discussed this and you've, mm-hmm. I don't know, listened to me and passed silent <laughs> judgment that I think this year I'm going to have seen every movie. Which is really impressive, film. Zach. If you pull it off, you come one short, it means nothing. So you've well, got to watch them all. There's one movie that is pretty much non-existent. I have uh-huh. no idea how this movie passed the criteria because you have to have screened in theaters for a certain period of time, like a couple weeks, and you have to have made so much money. One of the movies is called Tell It Like a Woman, mm-hmm. and it got nominated for Best Original Song, and it has like 26 reviews on Letterboxd when we wow. usually have like 12,000 or whatever. Yeah. And all of the reviews are people saying stuff like, I don't think this movie exists. It's supposed to be like seven short films about being a woman. And I think that if I... Well, can't you just listen to the song? Does it really count as the movie being nominated? But you just said, if I come one short, and I feel like me being how hard I have been about it You've been real hard about it, Zach. I have. rock hard. I have. Every part of me. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Just stiff. Ears absolutely diamond-like. If I go to the Oscars, I won't be going to the Oscars, but if I make it to when the Oscars happen and I've seen every movie except for Tell It Like a Woman, that's not going to count. That's not going to count. You get nothing for that. So Tell It Like a Woman producers, if you're listening, let me get that link. Yeah, send in, send it, link in our bio. Come on. I also we'll think it it's there. funny because I am sure a majority of the people who will be voting for the Oscars have yeah. not seen every film that's no. been nominated for the Oscars. I'm certain they have. Why or even they? as many as I've seen now. And I've seen like 30 of the movies and I think I still have like 12 in the wow. short films. That's great, Zach. And it's been great. There have been so many good movies. Mm-hmm. After Sun, everybody do yourself a favor and watch After Sun. I know you've pro- I hope you've already seen everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. But see After that, Sun. And then even go further. If you want to see like deep filmmaking, see Banshees and see Tar or see Top Gun Maverick or see Black Panther Wakanda Forever or see Avatar. There's so many good movies this year, both at, at every level of filmmaking. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Talk to me about this. I, I really want to see Tar. I really want to see Banshees. I really want to see All Quiet. I want to see After Sun since you're speaking so highly about it. You should. Yeah. It's only an hour and a half long. Easy watch. Paul Mescal got nominated for best actor for it. And it was oh, like a big cool. surprise that it, it, I didn't hold it. I, I, you said that you didn't think anyone was going to get nominated for it. That's great. I thought maybe like screenplay or something. Yeah. And no, it was him and he's not going to win, but just the kind of like with Brian Tyree Henry, just mm-hmm. that they got nominated for this little movie that somehow got enough buzz. That's an amazing nomination for the two of them. Yeah. Love yeah. Brian T. Harry. Causeway was good. You'd really like Causeway. I should watch it. Um, but, things that people should watch yeah. Zach. The Go Last ahead. of Us still absolutely killing it. They put out an episode uh, the day early this week because of the Super Bowl, and it was so, so good. If you know the game, it is the episode with Henry where you where you meet Henry and Sam, um, and Sam is deaf, and so oh, cool. he signs the whole time with cool. his brother Henry, and it's pretty... It's really fantastic. The, the, the kid that plays Sam does a fantastic job acting in this episode, um, so I'm excited for that being a part of this now. So it's it's so good. This show's so good and it it captures things from the game in an even better way. And it 
because it's a show, not a game, it can expand upon characters that you're not playing as. Sure. And it makes moments sure. so that much more impactful. And it's really, really cool. And I'm 100% sure that the show's going to win some Emmys, but Nick Offerman is is going to win a guest actor Emmy for, for this show. Good for him. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be like handedly deserved. Kind of like how I called Zendaya winning absolutely 100% this year for Euphoria. This is that kind of performance for me. Well, let's move into the good place. What do you think? Let's do it. Talk about an award-winning performance. Yeah, I'm what so a excited. Great to talk episode week. today. We're yeah. talking about the seventh chapter of the Good Place, season one, episode seven, "The Eternal Shriek." This episode was directed by Trent O'Donnell, who, in the Good Place, later on directs both parts of the season two premiere, "Everything Is Great," and also directed the episode titled "Jeremy Baramy." Nice. Um, outside of the Good Place, he have you ever heard of the show that was on Comedy Central Review? That has Andy Daly in it. I was really into it. It's a really funny show. I've heard show. you talk about it, but I never watched it. It's really funny. I recommend it. Review Comedy Central, Andy Daly. He directed the show, like the, I think it was Australian, the show that that's an import mm. of. Um, he, Trent O'Donnell directed 13 episodes of the original review that I think nice. was in Australia. He also directed three episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, a whopping 28 episodes of New Girl, which I think is a wow. great sitcom. I love New Girl. Um, two episodes of AP Bio and 11 episodes of a recent show that gets a lot of attention called Ghosts. Oh, Do you know I don't that know show? That it's on CBS. It's a comedy. It's got the girl from iZombie in it, who I have a big crush oh, on. Oh, I love iZombie. That show go. was so much I fun. Zombie. Uh, and this episode was written by Megan Amram, who is a comedy writer that a lot of people know that name. She's very funny, very talented. And she was a pretty big name on The Good Place. Outside of this episode, she co-wrote the episode Mindy St. Clair later this season with Jim nice. Statsky. Uh, she also wrote the episodes Dance Dance Resolution. Uh, she co-wrote The Burrito with Joe Mandy. She wrote the episode Jeremy Baramy. And nice. she wrote the episode Pandemonium with Jim Statsky, which I think is the season three finale. Mm -hmm. And she wrote the episode Patty which is the episode before the series finale, um, which was written by the creator. So she was a big name. She wrote a lot yeah. of really important episodes. Really good ones. Outside of The Good Place, she wrote seven episodes of the undisputed Disney Channel classic Ant Farm. Holy shit! Shout out to China Ann McLean. Uh-huh. She wrote eight episodes of Kroll Show for Comedy Central, five okay. episodes like of Parks it. and Recreation, three cool. episodes of Children's Hospital. Uh, nice. Recently, Children's Hospital is funny. She's written three episodes of The Simpsons. And wow, six cool. episodes, nice I think she's TV. one of the creators. She wrote six episodes of Pitch Perfect Bumper in Berlin. hey -o. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that Megan Amram has this really funny web series that she wrote, created, and starred in called um, uh, An Emmy for Megan that's literally about what it's like to be a writer campaigning for an Emmy. And that's it's awesome. really funny. That sounds so shout really funny. out both Trent O'Donnell and Megan Amram. That's a name we should try to get on the show, Megan Amram. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, this episode originally aired on October 20th, 2016. And we're going to kick off our discussion of an episode that we're both really enthusiastic about how mm -hmm. much we enjoyed with a segment that I'm just as enthusiastic about as always. I yeah. love this next segment. Steven, you're going to have 20 seconds to fully describe for anyone who didn't get to watch the episode before mm -hmm. listening to this podcast. It's a big task at hand. Everyone, are you ready to find out? Did Steven watch Did the episode? Steven watch this the episode week? this week? 
you said to me off the record, and now I'm going to break your trust and out it to the audience mm-hmm. that this might be in your top five episodes of the entire series. It might be in my top five the entire of the good It's place. one of the ones I've seen the most. And even last week at the end of the podcast, you mentioned this is one of your favorite episodes. Yeah. It didn't sink in for me because I hadn't watched this one recently yet mm-hmm. and didn't remember that. Yeah, this is a really good first season episode of The Good Place. How does that translate to you telling us what happened in this episode? Do you think you'll do well? Here's my concern. I sure. really like this episode yeah. and I know it well. Yeah. But I feel like I'm going to spend too much time on things that I really like about the episode mm-hmm. and might miss some story beats. But I'm going to try and, and stick to the story. Keep my heart in it because I know that matters to you. Passion's important in this I, game we play. I genuinely think that this could be a fairly easy episode to do this way. Mm-hmm. I think you could do it in a couple sentences. I know I could, but let's see what you can do. You're going to have 20 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa. I'm ready, Zach. Three, two, one, go. Michael is retiring because he blames himself for what's going on with The Good Place, so he's going to be sent on a train that only Janet can call to retirement. But retirement's not good. It's bad. It's torture forever, so Tahani's going to throw him a party, but then it's sad. Chidi, in a flashback, he matches Boots, but he lies about him because they're ugly, but he lies to his friend, and um, they reboot Janet so that she can not send Michael, but she resets and she forgets everything. I don't think you said Chidi killed Janet. Chidi is upset about killing Janet. Um, No. uh, I said uh, they. I didn't hit Chidi's name. Um, and I did then, talk about course, rebooting Janet and her not knowing and, and her like resetting her brain, but that's I didn't get the Chidi's anguish. And of course, you didn't get the ending, which is the most important part of the episode. Mm-hmm. I think you got a decent amount, but I do think you got bogged down on saying too much. I don't think I I, I probably would have been fine if you barely mentioned Chidi's flashback. And mm-hmm. even then, I think you said it to say it and didn't really tell me anything about what happened in it. Mm-hmm. You're like, in the flashback, Chidi, there's boots. And uh, I said he lied he... about the boots because they're ugly and he felt bad about it. I don't think you did. I think you did. OK, thank you. I think I'll give you a B. OK, do you feel OK about that? I thought that was a B plus effort, but I'll no, take it. I think absolutely not. It well, clearly. A B+. <laughs> I, I'm closer to a B minus than a B plus for sure. Wow. But it wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But oh, you know thanks. what's better than pretty good is this episode of The Good Place. Hey, let's do some trivia. Rim um, shot. Let's go right into it. I'm going to ask you a question first. This go time. for it. What does my uh, sorry? Fuck. Wow. Botch Roll job. Roll that, back. Roll that back. What does Eleanor think that Michael will do in his retirement? Watch Friends? No. Wrong episode. He'll be in an yeah. angel boat smoking moonbeam cigars. Nice. I missed that line. Uh, what's the name of the store behind Michael while he's mm-hmm. announcing that he's the problem? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it a frozen yogurt place? It's not. I'll give you a hint. It's a clothing store. I really don't know. But that's a good question. It's called Everything Fits. Oh, that's really cute. Point. That's really yeah. cute. Because it's a good place, of course. Mm-hmm. What are Tahani's retirement-themed desserts? Ooh, uh, retirement chocolate cake. Good job. Um, one more bon bon no flan voyage. Good job, that is yeah. correct. Those were yeah. The two. I thought that was really funny. Um, what does the Chinese proverb compare lies to? Tigers. Yes, they're bad. They're bad. 
<laughs> who said that the ends justify the means? Machiavelli. Yes, a very not Oprah type. No, that was funny. Uh, what is Michael's favorite color? Uh, uh, it was like... I don't know. It was a made up name. I know uh -huh. he said it was the feeling that a soldier coming home gets when he sees his child for the first time. I don't know what it was. So I'm going to say plurable. Oh, you're really close. It's pluriglass. Pluriglass. That's funny. I almost wrote that down. Mm -hmm. What I did write down. What human things did Michael hope to accomplish before retirement? There's quite a few. I, how many I had get? this one. So I'm going to see how many I can read. Um, pull a hamstring. Mm -hmm. Uh shit why did i just forget them there's literally they're they're so they're long and it takes up most of my notes um because there's a really the difference funny between toward and towards good um which i can answer that question if it's plural, is it that or toward. is the if question it's singular, like it's towards i don't i think the question is more that whether you know the difference or not nobody knows when you're supposed to use one over the other i think it's very clear when you're supposed to use one versus the other zachary if it's singular you have the s if it's plural you don't it's if an easy what's rule singular Whatever is coming toward or towards you. If they are coming toward me, right? They's plural, but he is coming towards me. Wow. Good job, Steven. You're welcome. Um, let's see. What else did he have? Get his hair wet. Uh -huh. That thing when you're walking down a hallway uh -huh. and you and the other person kind of lean around and you laugh at your shared foible. Good job. Like that one. Um, get a rewards card. Yeah. Any you're rewards reading card. them now, aren't you? Uh, somewhat. Uh, talk briefly that is to someone then how say the take it works. sleazy. And the uh -huh. last one was eat a saltine. There's no points. I had the same question. I can't get credit for that. But you would have gotten credit for naming a lot without having to look at your notes. Well, That's what I, I thought we were doing until halfway through At that. first, and then I gave up when I talked about the 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 word. Because I looked down to see the phrase shared foible. And I, just I can't even reading. look at you right now. So just ask me a question and move on. How long did Chidi live with the boot lie? That's one of my questions. Three years. Ah, oh, then I'll ask you a different one that I have that I skipped over. To sure, just make up things. rules for the game, um, whatever. Describe pluriglass. I already did. Did it's you do it correctly? Feeling is it? If I got it wrong, is it the feeling when a soldier comes home and sees his dog for the first time? Yes, there you go. Points, okay. ten points, Zachary. How many generations of Janet have there been? Ooh, twenty. Wait, are we counting pre-reboot or post-reboot? Pre-reboot. 25 but good thought thank you I, I was like oh tricky tricky that's all my questions for you today oh i've still got four so i'm gonna well three because you took one of mine mm -hmm. what are the names of janet's fake children oh fuck uh timothy no ellen nope and elijah no tyler emma and little tiny baby philip see i was close with the letters kind of the of. first two yeah uh little what favorite things Phillip. Help calm Cheaty. Kant. No. No, I was guessing. It's another long list. Ethics, reading, drinking milk after taking lactose meds, <laughs> quiet movies, fitted bed sheets, cool seeds, a new bookmark, and unsalted almonds. I don't remember that line. Was that, that one was of those a... moments that's cut Maybe out? Maybe it was. Episode? Yeah, I don't I didn't have that. It's like he's hyperventilating and uh, Eleanor's like, what are your favorite things? Tell me to help calm me down. And he lists all that stuff off. And she's yeah, like, that's your that favorite the... stuff? That's funny. I don't think that was in the episode. Well, me. I'll believe you. That's yeah. that's not a point. That's awkward. That sucks. Yeah, that's Why that's do funny. streamers 
post shorter versions of episodes. I don't you would know. think if anything, because it you, makes sense when they air a rerun you. that they have to trim it down for commercials or whatever. Why would you do anything other than give the full version of the episode? That's why you buy the DVDs, I guess. I guess. Um, One more question for you. What is Michael's Janet code? It's the year he was born. Zero, 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 zero. Good job. Mm-hmm. I like that. Let's get into the episode. I want to hear from you first. What specifically makes this one of your favorite episodes? So I don't think I've said this out loud on this show before. Janet's my favorite character in the whole show. And the one that I think, you know, we talk about the hero's journey. And in this Mm -hmm. show, there's multiple people that have a hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And Janet's hero's journey is Mm -hmm. my favorite. And this is the first episode that we start to, well, second time we're seeing it, but the first one where we focus on janet as much as we do we got a glimpse when she was you know trying out the different styles like with the you know that look even better on my floor type stuff like that's hilarious but this we see janet and she says i every time i reboot i evolve i grow it's like growing up you know i i, I yeah. gain more things smash a is, piece of cake where my mouth is exactly so funny and 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 hello hello well i think this is the first episode even though darcy carden has been great yeah Every episode, Ted Danson as Michael has gotten to show off how he's a non-human entity mm-hmm. in a human body. This is the episode where finally Darcy really gets to play that side of Janet, Which, too. Darcy Carden, we haven't gotten to talk enough about how incredible she is yet on this show. Because I think we've been waiting for the episodes yeah. like this one, and here we are. I love her and everything I've seen her in. Yeah, she was great. so good on Broad City. She's good on Barry. Great on Barry. She's just good everywhere. And mm-hmm. I... I She's a star in she this episode. She was great on an episode so of Good Mythical Morning recently. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I really I like see her Darcy on Hot Carden. Ones. I like this episode a lot. I think whereas the the all the episodes have been great, but the last couple have been kind of typical A story, mm-hmm. B story. This is the first episode that truly feels like they're doing things only The Good Place can do. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's this episode about retirement which is torture and janet is murdered but comes back to life i don't know it's just it's It's the button it's just all of these things that don't make sense on paper but the show has done such a great delicate job building its story building its world that now we're getting to some of the craziness so that's why i appreciate the last couple episodes yeah it completely tracks but on paper it's just ridiculous and that's the type of stuff that i love about this show well, and I think the Cheaty, are they the first Cheaty flashbacks we've gotten? Yes. Yeah, we finally get Cheaty flashbacks. And this setup is so, so funny. So I'm excited to talk more about that, too, because I think yeah, it's hilarious. I've, we're to the point. Let's get into the episode and talk about this stuff. Yeah. I think this episode, out of all of the episodes, does the best job of starting off exactly where the episode ended last time. Mm-hmm. It's not we get even... a previously on The Good Place. And I did, too, even on the DVD, because it's not even like a new scene on a new production day. Mm-hmm. It's a direct cut from the last thing yeah. that the last episode said to this one. It almost feels even more than the first two episodes, like totally two pieces super of one connected. thing. And I thought that was really great. Uh, so Michael has just said that he's the problem and he's reasoning why he's the problem. I love that he brings back the line about how he did something very human. He took something great and ruined it a little so he could mm-hmm. have more of it. He froze and yogurted. The neighborhood. I think that's a really great line. And I really yeah. liked it last week. So it was cool that he said that again. Um, and what do you think about Michael's reasonings for why it's his fault? He connects himself I mean, I love, to all the issues. I think it's really smart writing. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Michael kicked a dog into the sky and things rained down. There wasn't enough shrimp at the party. When so they he were forced Gian you to open up, open the sinkhole, up and the sinkhole opened, up. opened up. And I think that's so 
clever from the writers because it, it lines up so well with Eleanor and it makes sense mm-hmm. that Eleanor knows that she's doing things directly related to this, but I'm sure mm-hmm. other people are like, did I, is that like, my fault? Did is I that do my that? fault? Did, did I, I do that? that? Did I? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's really, really clever and it makes sense. <clears throat> Michael wouldn't assume that somebody is there who's bad or shouldn't be there. He's well, like, he's the all knowing architect. That yeah. could never happen. It's and never like, happened well, because before. I'm doing things differently or I'm acting upon this yeah. world then bad things are happening. So I got to go because I'm making this experience less than perfect for these people. He grossly misjudged the amount of shrimp they needed for the (laughs) welcome party. And then shrimp flew through the sky the next day. Uh, We learned about the train. That's actually a thing that comes up pretty often in Mm -hmm. the first couple seasons of The Good Place. Because in all honestly, this is eye opening because we haven't considered that there's more to the world outside of the neighborhood neighborhood yeah and this episode really casually shows us that yeah there's a whole train system Mm -hmm. and michael will be taken to a place where he'll be punished by his people um it plants a lot of ideas in our head before even the characters get the idea of yeah because the idea eleanor has is to stop the train stop Mm -hmm. janet to stop the train to stop michael retiring but also there's a train. There's a they train that goes get on this train and go somewhere else. They're in paradise. So they haven't had the thought that maybe they, yeah. would, they would want to, but it's a really interesting concept. And I like the way that they tell us before the characters even figure it out. Mm-hmm. So Eleanor's asking Janet about the train and how she's the only person that can, um, she's the only person that can power the train. And Eleanor's like, oh, also, side question, totally unrelated, a little weird. Is there a way to like shut you down? <laughs> and there's so many great Darcy moments of that happy, plain explanation that Janet does no matter what she's asked. Oh, my dear Janet, will you be okay after I leave? Yes. This will not affect me in any way. Jeez, show some compassion. Well, I can't feel sad, but... Here's my best approximation of human crying. Oh, Janet, that was beautiful. Yeah. Well, that was so funny because it's joke after joke of these weird non-human entities. Mm -hmm. It's funny enough that Janet is is crying in a way that humans do not cry. Yeah. And then it's even funnier because Michael just assumes that she's doing the right thing and that she did it really well. (laughs) So back at their house, Chidi is questioning Eleanor about what happened because as far as Chidi knew, Eleanor had just said, I'm the problem. Michael knows I'm about to get called out. Um, but Eleanor is all in this train of this is <laughs> train that this is great for her. Well, because... but she even speaks up in the town hall. He's like, uh, you can't be the problem. Like mm-hmm, you're, you're right. The person who made this, which I thought was an interesting move by Chidi because, you know, Eleanor sees this as an out. From he's just jump. genuinely confused. Yeah. He's like, that's not right. And I kind of thought I was out of this. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Wild. That's a good point. Eleanor wild, is wild ready stuff, to relax because Michael's going to be gone. And with Michael gone, there's nobody looking for her. Mm-hmm. So it'll be okay. But Chidi knows that Michael isn't really the problem. And that yeah. regardless of making like sweeping a problem under the rug, uh, she still is the reason. And <laughs> it's going to come back to bite her eventually somehow. The lies are like tigers. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> Do you think tigers are bad? No, I love tigers. Yeah, what's wrong with a tiger? I don't know. Let's stop tiger hate. I mean, I guess that tiger in Aladdin was pretty mean to all of the visiting princes. 
Well, sure. He had right to be. They weren't there for love. Pretty sure one of Siegfried and Roy got hurt pretty well, bad. Well, that's their fault. Their Don't use flash photography on a goddamn tiger. Don't we sleep told in a you bed to turn off with a goddamn your Blackberry tiger. before you watch the tiger show. Don't very shower with a goddamn tiger. Who's got a meat stick in their pocket? <laughs> um, Eleanor thinks that Michael will be relaxing in retirement. So mm -hmm. that's a way to kind of explain why she shouldn't feel bad because do you Michael's know anyone who's retired good. zach have you is anyone in your family retired and you've like been around them or, or you're or are your people the work until they die type of type well that's of interesting wife? my grandparents have been retired as long as i've been alive other than my mm -hmm. grandpa i think he took like some small like factory job or something yeah so seeing the transition mm -hmm. i haven't seen happen my parents are I'm 26 and my parents are older than parents of a 26 year old usually are. They're both in their sixties. I think they both get to retire within the next couple of years. Nice. They got like and a 64 and then retire type deal. I think so. Or just That's that dope. they've been working their jobs for the right amount of time. Yeah. Um, they've got all the 401k stuff saved up and they're being told by their employers, like you're on the track to this. One thing about you can uh, our hometown does have a very strong teachers union. So great. That's true. Pro retirement, something that mm -hmm. we will never <laughs> get to no. experience. Probably, <laughs> Eleanor thinks that Michael's going to have a really relaxing retirement. I mm -hmm. love the idea of being able to retire and spending. Yeah, just I think chill, chill, travel, a read mm -hmm. a lot of books, and to like watch a lot of the older films that I didn't get to see, and just be yeah. completely perplexed by anything new. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah, but Eleanor tries to talk Chidi down, which she'll be doing a lot in this episode, and they're gonna go help Tahani, who is planning another party, like her fourth party in six episodes, seven episodes, <laughs> like her fifth or sixth party in seven episodes. Every episode, Tahani has to throw a new party. She throws and... two in this one. <laughs> That's true. Well, she uh, plans one, throws another. But Chidi is is focused on this lie, and it takes us into our first bit of the first flashback we get of Chidi. You seem to really enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's so funny. It's funny, but it's my least favorite part of the episode mm. because I think much like the last couple of Eleanor flashbacks, I feel like there are far more interesting things they could be showing us of these characters' lives. Sure. And something as big as what's going on in The Good Place reminds me of that time I lied to my friend about his shoes or reminds me of that time that I fed a dog too much. It just seems a little too slight. Well, here's here's why I think that it's it's used really well and effectively. Sure. It, it is funny. I'll give you that for sure. Because the overall setup of it is to show how much Chidi suffered when mm -hmm. he told one lie to someone. True. So now and, that he's telling one and lie, that that's lie way was bigger. inconsequential. I mean, right? that's not lost on me. I just feel like during the flashbacks, I'm like, man, I wish I could have seen the equivalent to Tahani's flashback in Chidi's life. Sure. That's what I'm saying. But the, the problems that Chidi has, the thing that's 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 his issue is different than Tahani's. Tahani, okay. Tahani's has to do with her wanting to match up to her sister. Chidi's is he just can't decide to do or not do anything. Yeah. You know, I, I and, see you. That's yeah. not lost on me. I don't dislike it. It's just of an episode that I think is stellar. It's mm -hmm. the one thing that left me wishing it went just a little deeper than what it does. That's fair. I liked it. I thought it was really funny. I think that the premise of of your friend coming up and saying, oh, hey, I just got these. What do you think? You're going to say that you love them. If somebody all gets a new tattoo or an earring or something like, oh, cute. All the people in my life that are like 
that goes so quickly from, wow, the stuff you're doing on the podcast is great. I love it. To, I love it so much to, well, you know, I don't really listen to podcasts. It's <laughs> not really my kind of thing. I definitely see that in my own life. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, Chidi's friend has these gaudy boots. They're not that gaudy. It's just they're not like, that ugly compared they're not... to his work outfit. Is yeah. The problem. If he was in the right honky tonk, he'd be the talk of the tonk. It's true. Have you ever been to a honky tonk, Zach? No, and I don't want to. I no, don't... they're not bad. I've been I... to a couple of honky tonks in my day. I don't like to dance. I don't like to you drink. You don't have to dance. And I don't like country music. Well. So what is there for me there? I don't know. Nothing. If you don't like drinking, there's nothing for you anywhere, Zach. Well, that's a very sad thought. It's a sad world we feel. live in. I don't think that's true at all. Pulls out my... <laughs> My 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 personal keg that I now of course I'm very dependent on marijuana. <laughs> I can't do anything or go anywhere without that one. Then you but better no. take your ass to a different state, drinking, city boy. This is a different can of worms, though. But drinking makes me sad. Yeah, that's like fair. every time. Alcohol is a depressant. Um, and I think I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. similar with like weed makes some people super anxious, mm -hmm. and for me, it calms my anxiety yeah. so much. So it's just a weird thing. But no, I don't really like yeah. to drink. Find, find the 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 recreational activity that makes you happy. And, and, and I do that yeah, ruin your body in the way that makes yeah. you feel good. And exactly. I also don't think I have ever been around someone who is drunk and been charmed by them. Wow. Always well, off offended. put. Always off put. I've never been around you super drunk unless That's it was fair. when we were having like our super young first yeah. drinking nights. I think drunk people are annoying. I agree. And I think it's Especially similar if you're not drunk, drunk people. Are but it's similar easy. to like when we did our this is I don't know why we're talking about all this. But when we did our podcast where we got drunk for it. Yeah. You were like, you sound so normal. I think it just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't change my personality. Yeah. So I see other because well, that's your secret. Cap, you're always drunk. Anyway, let's move on. What were we talking yeah. about? Cheating? Honky tonks. And the boots. boots. Honky tonks. Yeah, I don't yeah, think that's, there's where, anything, that's where it evolved. I don't think there's anything for me in a honky tonk. Zach, I think you're right. I, I thought that honky tonks were for all, as long as you were white, dressed in a cowboy outfit, and only drank man beer or yeah. whiskey. I only really like bars. And when I say I don't drink, I'll have a drink, but mm -hmm. I don't go a out. A glass drinking. of white wine with dinner, you know. I don't go out drinking. Crush up some valley. Like if I have two vodka cranberries, <laughs> I'll, I'll be quite. I'll be quite lifted. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's move on. Tahani's preparing for Michael's retirement party. And when Michael comes in and ruins the surprise, he kind of starts dropping hints that the the vibe of him retiring isn't what everybody seems to think. Uh, it's not worth a party. He explains in a lot of detail in a way that's really well performed by mm -hmm. Ted Danson. Well, I wasn't going to share this so as not to upset you, but it's a an extreme form of punishment. We call it the eternal shriek. My soul will be disintegrated, and each molecule will be placed on the surface of a different burning sun. And then my, my essence will be scooped out of my body with a flaming ladle and poured over hot diamonds. Oh, but the diamonds sound lovely. They're not. Mm. And then what's left of my body will be endlessly beaten with a titanium rod, like a... Like a piñata. Yes, except you have the string around my waist, but instead it will definitely be around my genitals. <laughs> 
I love Michael's downer vibe in this episode. It's so good. It's really fun. The way that he just kind of shits on everything that everybody says in the sad boy. Michael is maybe my favorite. Michael. It's just hilarious. Tahani is going to reconceive the event to make it (laughs) more somber. But why um, didn't Tahani just not throw an event? He he didn't want it, clearly. Nobody asked her to do that. She has to be useful. She has to do something that makes yeah. everybody feel comfortable and, and prepared and all that. And she just has to, or else she'll lose her mind, I think, is what yeah. it is. I really like how she's... The party's going to be totally different, so we have to get rid of all the party poppers. And Jason is having a lot of fun with them, because <laughs> those things are fun. He gets that cute little Jason smile that he just mm-hmm. can't hide, where he's like, just like <laughs> bewildered. After Jason being a little too stupid for me last week, mm-hmm. this was some good Jason in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Throughout. He just has little moments that are all very funny. Mm-hmm. Eleanor, now that she knows that Michael's going to be tortured, realizes that this isn't the solution to her issue that she thought it would be. You know, she says, why do bad things always happen to mediocre people who are lying about their identities? <laughs> and Chidi suggests, again, that Eleanor just needs to be honest and confess. Yeah. And that'll save Michael. And that'll make the problem go away. But Eleanor, as she has with all of the problems, thinks that there's got to be a way that she can save Michael and herself in the same breath. But true selflessness would be to give all of that up to do the right thing, Mm -hmm. Um, which is great. uh, Honestly, a great build up to how this episode is going to end. Yeah, she thinks she can save herself and Michael without confessing. And she thinks maybe she can do it by throwing Tahani on the bus and maybe also (laughs) get Tahani's house. Yeah, Uh, I also like Chidi's line about this being like the time that he gave a professor his manuscript and he went out for (laughs) cigarettes and never came back. (laughs) That was so funny. We learn more about Janet in this episode. Eleanor asks her about the train and if she can be shut down. And she tells them that there is a kill switch somewhere on the neighborhood's premises that's tucked away from everything. And if they go and press the button or if anyone were to press the button, she would be destroyed. Uh, and Eleanor is like, great, this sounds good. Let's go do that. Which Chidi <laughs> is like, what? You're gonna, you can't kill Janet. <laughs> you can't kill Janet. Now, now, with whose side are you on here, Zach? Do you think that this is a bad thing to do to Janet, and you're taking a life, or do you think that she's she's a computer? You're just re- resetting her. Well, in that, I think yes, she's a computer. You're resetting mm-hmm. her. On the other hand, Eleanor's situation has reached its breaking point yeah and now multiple people whether it's a computer or uh the architect whatever multiple people are suffering because she is continuing to keep it to herself yeah so in that i'm completely on team cheaty but if it was just if it was just janet yeah no big deal she's a robot So Eleanor, she's jumping through hoops to make their one small murdery thing make sense. And it's not going to work that way. Uh, she thinks the ends justify the means. I think that it's 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 an interesting conversation to be had where it's the whole idea of the 99 sheep versus the one or, you, you know, you go it's back the in first time, time. You brought that up. Do you really you kill, like that one. I do. Or do you kill baby Hitler to stop the Holocaust? You know, that that sort of I, I not that those are on the same scale. But it's it's that, you know, is is doing one bad thing to make good things happen worth it, you know, but but is is what Eleanor is doing actually a good thing or is she doing a bad That's thing to exactly maintain doing a bad problem. thing? That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later on Chidi's philosophy class. I have that to look forward to. What was that one? A little, a little jazzy. Is that an original? Yeah. Uh, we get another segment of Chidi's flashback. 
he's in bed with a significant other, which I thought was a really interesting, mm-hmm. or I assume a significant other, which I thought was a really interesting development after Chidi pretty much saying that he had never had a serious relationship. But here yeah. we see him sharing a bed with someone that he seems to be comfortable with. Yeah. Well, what did you fucks. take of that? <laughs> but it didn't seem like a conquest. It seemed like a relationship. Yeah. So what did you I, I take of seeing Chidi this bit probably, of him? He wants to build connections and relationships. And we see, you know, in the future that he that he did have some friendships on on Earth. And that's probably somebody that he, you know, knew kind of well. He's charming. He's handsome. He's mm-hmm. so smart. So I'm sure that could, you know, make somebody want to be with him. But I'm sure the relationships never lasted long. It doesn't because... connect on the level that he always wanted. Yeah, sure. You so know, he was... can't sleep over the over the boots and his mm-hmm. significant other is really annoyed by that. And kind of even lets slide that she doesn't. The ethical code that she writes and studies isn't as much a part of her own psyche yeah. as it is Chidi's. And that's Which kind an interesting of brings dichotomy. out the point that Chidi, the reason why he's so conflicted yeah. a lot of the times, because he does take every single person's ethical opinion to heart. And she's like, listen, these guys were lonely, old, crusty men sitting alone yeah. <laughs> doing nothing. We like, were they kind don't of having a actually. conversation along these lines that's completely unrelated before we started recording today. Mm-hmm. And it's I can see both sides. I can see why Chidi is annoyed by her because yeah. all of these ethics are so important and to live by a code is so important. But I can also see why she's so annoyed with Chidi because sometimes you've just got to let that shit go so you yeah. can live a healthy life. She's like, you were being polite to a friend. It's fine. Like, you're not going to Nothing bad is going to happen from this. But that doesn't make Chidi's point any less valid. No. And it doesn't make what she's doing any less discounting Chidi. But I see both sides. It's an interesting human conflict. And we, we've had this conversation well on, on a similar front before with the whole, um, and then, hey, any children listening, ring-a-ding-ding, time to fast forward two minutes. Huh? Um, the Santa Claus thing. Is it bad mm. to tell your kids about Santa Claus? Because you, you brought the point, you know, that parents are paying for it. They should get, you know, credit and the child should understand that. But I think it's fun to to believe in Santa. I think it's and it's, it's also know. important to do something nice without needing recognition yes. for it. Just like it's also would be nice if a kid would know how much their parent uh, uh, pains themselves to m- get things to make yeah. them happy. Uh, both things are true. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Not everything's all cut and dry as you think, folks. So yeah, there are more colors than Twitter black sphere and white. before you keep calling me a, a queer slur every day. <laughs> I will not stop. Yeah, they keep calling me a, a British slang term, and I'm like, I don't smoke. I don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so GD goes to visit his friend's class. One of the couple of times we see him with the intention of telling him that he hates his boots. And I think it's so funny because sure, Chidi's friend is a larger than life type guy. So he will be hurt by this, especially as long yeah. as Chidi's held onto it. But it's such a non-problem that if Chidi no. just said, I'm sorry, I don't like them. You can like them, but I don't like them. And I shouldn't have told you I did. Yeah. But that's not how it's going to work. And it has been so long and festered on his friend, too. So his friend has bought Chidi a pair of boots as well. And they're boot brothers. Boot brothers. I thought Chidi's pained strutting around once he has to put the, the <laughs> shoes on. William Jackson Harper is so good at making these like frustration noises that seem genuine and human and don't seem like yeah. uh, like acting. And it was a really funny moment. Yeah, I love that scene. I think that it's just so funny because it's a 
easily relatable situation yeah. that most of us wouldn't think twice about. But I'm sure all of us have been guilty of that at, at some point or another, sure. you know, saying like, oh, yeah, that's really cool for you. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, every goddamn day of my every life. Every day of my life. I don't know. How, anytime anyone has ever told me a story, including you on this podcast, yeah. you say, wow, that's crazy. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody has ever listened to anyone in the history of mankind. No. Back at Tahani's party, she's making a speech for Michael, which doesn't seem to help. She keeps saying things that are just undercut by snarky, sad boy, Michael. Like when she says, you always kept us warm and safe, like a bright glowing sun. And Michael's like, like the one I kicked a dog into or the one I'll be burned alive on as punishment. Um, but Michael, he then gets his turn to talk and he doesn't help the situation. Um, but we see a little bit through his his sad boy facade and he lets out that he's sad because he's just starting to appreciate human things and human experiences yeah. and he was looking forward to spending more time with the humans and as a human like being to experience those things i thought the saltine bit is really funny that's so funny i wanted to eat a saltine oh i actually have some saltines here try this Pretty dry. I'm too salty. Well, going out on a real low note here. Okay, bye everyone. And even Tahani takes away Michael's take it sleazy mm -hmm. from him. He's like, it's not organic. <laughs> you got to say it. <laughs> After that, we get the scene that has got to be the highlight of the episode, right? Yeah. Janet, Eleanor, and Chidi at the kill switch and then Jason. Uh, we learn a little bit about the history of Janet mm -hmm. and what her being killed will actually do um, that she'll just be rebooted and she'll be smarter and better the next time. In some ways, I think kind of helping Chidi see that this could yeah, be something to happen something and not be it. so bad. Um, when there's new Janet, we mentioned she takes a piece of cake and smashes it where her mouth is. <laughs> that was a really cute image. And the way that Darcy acts it out was really silly. Um, but that doesn't help with Chidi's problem because on one hand, she'll just be reset and everything will come yeah. back to normal in a while. On the other hand, she celebrates birthdays and stuff like that. So <laughs> why can we kill this being? Uh, but Eleanor thinks that they're all dead already. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so it let's, doesn't matter. Let's just let her be dead with what us. What do I care? Chop me up. Throw me in the trash. And meanwhile, the whole time, Janet is basically doing that. Just saying, yeah, no, this will saying, not real. hurt me. It's not real. Everything's fine. It'll be okay. But if you get close to the button, I will beg for my life and it will be <laughs> super realistic. And that's the stretch <laughs> of the episode that's just so funny. I couldn't take notes. I just watched it yeah. both times. Just look at them with the kids and look at them <laughs> to Eleanor or just to look at them. not being able to go to the button and, and Eleanor being, oh man, that's so realistic. And her being like, it's these are stock photos of the audience from the Nickelodeon Kids <laughs> Choice Award. <laughs> What a funny joke. Tyler has asthma and he struggles, but he's fighting through it. <laughs> uh, so Chidi and Eleanor are just arguing over what's right and what's wrong. Cue Jason Mendoza, who sees button, presses button. Uh, he well, and it's so funny because them. the, the yeah. way that they film it, mm -hmm. they cut away and you hear Janet pleading for her life again. And they're all uh, the audience and you know, cheating Ellen are both like, huh? Who's there? Mm -hmm. And of course it's Jason. Oh, big Who's red not going to hear any of the pleas. No. This but what's interesting is that Chidi 
slides under at the last second. So he's the one to press the button. Yeah. And I think it was accidental. I think he was trying to push Jason out of the way and accidentally hit the button. I'm not sure. I I think that that could very likely be true, but I think another way to look at it is also that he wasn't, he was more willing to do it because he knows what's going to happen if he does it than to put that mm-hmm. on Jason, who doesn't know what he'll be doing if he presses the button. Absolutely, I that's at it fair. That way too. A really great scene. They press the button, Chidi presses the button, and Janet, with a huge clunk, boom, boom, boom falls into the sand. And... <laughs> It just takes a moment for them to sit there in shock. And as if it's the Hunger Games announcing which tributes have died at the end (laughs) of the day, a big screen of Janet comes up just saying as plainly as she says anything, attention, I have been murdered. I think that's so funny. And I I have a question for you when we get to spoiler talk later. Sure. About that. So they have to flee the crime scene to not be caught for what they've just done. Uh, Jason and Eleanor are trying to help calm Chidi later on. Uh, (laughs) when jason says janet can you get chidi some weed to help him calm down it's like oh janet's gone (laughs) yeah that's so funny funny moment um but the murder of janet has michael renewed in feeling like he has at least a temporary new purpose in the Mm -hmm. neighborhood to to figure out who's murdered janet um so he gathers everyone at the scene of the crime to try to figure out what's happened and they kind of eulogize janet in a in a nice moment (laughs) Tahani wants to plan yet another party for it to make herself seem useful. And and Michael says, well, your last party was a little gauche. Are you sure you want to do this? (laughs) And that's the worst thing you could possibly say to Tahani. Eleanor starts to help Chidi, who is freaking out while he's seeing this scene and kind of hyperventilating and tries to help him take deep breaths and to calm down. But this is just too much for him. Yeah, he's he's so because he's like, okay. This is different than telling a little lie. Like I killed someone and everyone's wondering who it is and it's me and I know and I can't say it and it's like bubbling up inside of me and I feel just terrible. Do you feel that way about things? Do you have empathy? Uh, (laughs) I have empathy, but I, I usually... I'm at the point in my life where I don't normally do things that I feel like I have to hide. Yeah, sure. Which is, which is a good place to be in. If you were... Do you feel like it would eat you up inside or do you feel like you're a monster and you could keep it under control? I feel like I'm a monster and yeah, I can, keep it I can under hide control. it for a while. At least I couldn't hide it from everyone. But if I had somebody like an Eleanor that knew I did it, I think I'd be fine. So you'd put it on somebody else so you don't have to feel the guilt. Well, I, I could share it. You know, I just talked to Jason about it, honestly. Janet's funeral is happening, and I love the look on her face when she's laying in the casket. The close-up we get of her face <laughs> in the casket is super funny. Uh, and Michael is talking about how this could have possibly happened, and and Tahani apologizes and tells him it's not his fault. And Michael says, I know this isn't my fault. I'm putting this <laughs> one on you. <laughs> and as they're all kind of talking about this, looking at the casket, Janet just pops back up alive again and says, Hello. Hello. Hello, Michael, of course, this this opens everything up and they can solve this crime. And by solving this crime, maybe get even closer to the real problems in the neighborhood. Uh, But Janet has been restored into this childlike state or like a new device. Like when you first turn on an iPhone and it's like, hello, hello, four different languages and doesn't know anything until it has time to download its software. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they mirror that with also Janet acting like a baby when she's in this state. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so funny. Darcy is just a standout in this episode. Yeah, so good. So good. Love Janet. 
but Michael is able to announce to everyone that until then, when they find who the murderer is after Janet has rebooted, his retirement is postponed, mm-hmm. which makes everyone really happy. And there's well, a loud and I, applause. And Michael, I think, feels nice to see that. Yeah. And I feel like Eleanor kind of started the cheering. Like she's that first like, woo, that you Yeah, hear, you're right. Which is Eleanor great. thinks that this solves everything. Yeah. Everything's uh, but, fine. But the, no, it's not because she may once again have really successfully gotten herself out of being pointed mm-hmm. at. But this is hurting Chidi in a way that nothing has before. They don't have to worry about Jason. Jason's not going to tell anyone because he's just, what was it that he was mad he about? He was upset because by the time he got there, the, the pinata. pinata was out of candy. <laughs> <laughs> but Chidi, and it's really funny the way William Jackson Harper acts it when he like falls into his shirt and Eleanor yeah. talks about how he's kind of like turtling. The really funny moment, but you feel really bad for Chidi. Uh, because time and time again, he's asked to do things that he was never capable of holding underneath. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting worse. And now he's quote unquote killed somebody, which I also think it's just so silly. The concept of everyone getting so worked up about Janet having been <laughs> murdered when they're all dead in the yeah. good place to begin with. <laughs> but, oh, well, this freak out gets Chidi into another moment in his flashback where his friend Henry needs emergency surgery for a aneurysm. Mm-hmm. And Chidi kind of has to reckon with my friend is possibly dying. I've been yeah. holding on to this for years. Is it better to let him feel comfortable and never tell him? Or well, especially do when the I friend need to says, let this off my chest before he's gone. Well, especially when the friend says, if you've got anything that you have been like hiding or want to tell me, now's the time because I've got a 50 50 shot. And Chidi's like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> And he's even wearing the boots in bed. Yeah. It's the only thing that brings him comfort other than his wife, who is off getting another pair of boots so that he (laughs) has incentive to live. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the actor who plays Henry, and it's not really my favorite character, but he's got a really funny personality and his accent makes these lines hit in a really satisfying way. (laughs) Jeannie says that there's nothing that he has to tell him that he's just here for him and he loves him, which is probably the right thing to do in that situation Mm -hmm. if he's maybe going to die. But it's not the truth. And it's still going to eat him up inside. Chidi pats his boots and hurts himself in a moment that I thought was really funny. He's Mm -hmm. like, oh, sorry, I just had those sharpened. He had his boots (laughs) sharpened. Uh, Henry makes it through the surgery. We get a pretty quick follow-up on that mm-hmm. so chidi immediately has this clearance to tell him the truth now because there's no is he gonna die and yeah. i just ruined his last moments he's like i hate the boots and he i've hated <laughs> them for years and i've been holding on to it for years and his friend henry is kind of like chidi's girlfriend where he's a philosopher leaning person yeah. but he still is able to say this is the type of stuff that makes people hate moral philosophers just yeah. like his girlfriend said and now chidi's like i know i get it <laughs> now is this before or after they weekend at bernie's cheaty because he's so that was overcome. a little bit earlier uh, yeah this might I think be that here. seems so funny it's it's either before or after this flashback but i i that part was so funny to me and i just wanted to mention that because I that is it funny great. i'm glad you mentioned it mm-hmm. but cheaty can't hold on to this forever yeah uh, he couldn't hold on to a boots thing so i see why that's the line that they draw mm-hmm. it's just a little too silly for the ethics at play but I don't hate mm. it. I like the boots. GD can't hold on to this forever because he couldn't even hold on to that for three years. So he has to confess. Yeah. And he tells Eleanor that I have to confess, which, of course, has Eleanor kind of freaking out. 
Yeah. And, and Eleanor's like, but Janet's fine. You don't have to worry about it. And, and she, I love the way that Chidi delivers because he calls Janet to prove that she's not fine. And mm-hmm. the way that he says, hey, Janet. And then when he's summoning <laughs> Janet and then Janet shows up. Hello. Hello. What are your ABCs? A, B, Janet. Janet. <laughs> See, she knows her AB Janets. <laughs> Eleanor's okay with lying. And sometimes lying can be good. She mentions that she lied that she had a chronic illness to meet Scott Wolf at a sunglasses hut. Do you know who Scott Wolf is? No, or why clue. he would be at a sunglasses hut, or why your make a wish would be to meet someone specifically at a sunglasses hut? Yeah, I don't know who Scott Wolf is. We do this podcast about this show. We dive deep into it. I watched mm-hmm. the episode several times. I n- mentioned that I didn't know who Scott Wolf was both times, and I still haven't Googled him. Let's Google him. Oh, okay. He was in Party of Five, Everwood, Nancy yeah. Drew. I haven't seen these things. Uh, Party of Five was pretty popular. I know of it, but I haven't seen it. So I don't think I know who this guy is. Yeah, I'm guessing it's because of the Party of Five. He action. was in Lady in the Tramp 2 Scamps Adventure. I have seen that. One. I have seen that. Mm-hmm. Eleanor might be able to shrug this off, but Chidi is now able to gather himself and he's certain of his feelings to the point that he can tell Eleanor, you can shrug this off, but I never will. I will live with this forever and you're doing this to me. But he says it not in a way. I don't know. He just. Well, because he says, you know, because of the I promise to help you, I'm not going to not going to tell Michael, but this is going to torture me the rest of my life. And he eternity. eternity. And he does Mm -hmm. care about Eleanor, too. So there is still a side of maybe holding on to this forever is what I have to do to help. But well, I also feel like there's Eleanor. a there's a breath of he doesn't say it, but he conveys it. If you really care about me and are my friend, you wouldn't make me go through this for you. But also a good friend would not say that. Exactly. So that's why right, he, that they he, convey mm-hmm. it in a in a really subtle way. Uh, this show for being so broad sometimes mm-hmm. can really nail subtle moments. Yeah. And I love it dearly. It's great. Janet and Jason in these moments are fucking hilarious. How Jason is just drawn to simple Janet and mm-hmm. they just say hello back and forth to each other. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. And the Hi. way that hello. like kind of in a flirtatious way when she says hello again, obviously Jason kind of mm-hmm. hi, you know, like, he's like <laughs> I'm going to keep going with this. Too. Really yeah. funny. It's really cute. There's one more scene in the episode and it starts with Michael apologizing to Tahani, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. Makes her feel less bad about always wanting to help and and starting the parties and says to her, you were only trying to help. And I let my sadness cloud my judgment. You're a wonderful person. And if I ever have to have a retirement party, I hope you plan it. One of those rare, seemingly quite genuine kind moments from Michael. Yeah. Michael updates the neighborhood on what's going on with the murder plot. And it really triggers Chidi in the audience Mm -hmm. who, who is just going to explode one way or another. Uh, And Michael has really put together now that, of course, this is connected to the problems. So it can't be his fault. And they've got to figure out who did this so they can figure out why the neighborhood's broken. Yeah. And we get the best moment of the show so far. Mm -hmm. It's such an earned heroic moment for Eleanor that they've waited the perfect amount of time to have happen. The way... I love platonic friendship, especially between a man and a woman shown in ways like this on TV because you don't see it a lot. Mm -hmm. Her saying, I love you, man. Yeah. 
I didn't, I don't really cry at the thought of that, but it's a little emotional. It's emotional. It gives me like the, the little chills in my chest. I and like Chidi isn't expecting this, I don't Mm-mm. think, because she says that and he's caught off guard. And I wasn't when I was watching the show the first time. I was Absolutely. like, oh my God. Again, you're like, how are they going to get out of this? And this time mm-hmm. she's not. She's going to do the right thing and she yeah. stands up. And I'm even impressed by how she doesn't hold back. Yeah. Michael, the problem in the neighborhood is me. I was brought to the good place by mistake. I'm not supposed to be here. And that's where the episode ends on the most satisfying cliffhanger yeah. we've seen so far and really kicks off the good places killer trademark mm-hmm. cliffhangers. Right. Yeah. We finished the episode. How are you feeling about it? I love it. I love it. I think it's so good. I think that this episode sets up basically the rest of the show and in a way that you don't expect with both Janet, Michael, Eleanor, Chidi, Jason, Tahani, it sets up so many things for them that we can't even like say yet until spoiler talk, but it's, it's brilliant. And I think this episode's so well crafted, so well thought out, so well constructed, and it introduces so many things that are going to become so important as the show goes on. Yeah. Both on a joke level and on a Mm -hmm. world building level and on a character level. Yeah. All of the above. It's great. You mentioned the spoiler talk. So speaking of, that's our conversation on the Eternal Shriek. We're going to talk spoilers for a moment. And after this, we're going to hear our good place, bad place decisions and head into Chidi's philosophy class. Mm -hmm. So just skip ahead a minute or two and come back and join us for the end of the podcast. Steven, you've mentioned wanting to talk spoilers a couple times. Yes. What's on your mind? Okay, so the question you said the I Janet have, video. The, the Janet video. Murdered. So every Janet, because this is this is a good place Janet who has nothing to do with what Michael's doing. So does that video just exist everywhere? Why? Who's going to kill Janet in the good place? Well, they said in case of accidental, you know, resetting. The button doesn't do say? anything. Yeah. The button doesn't do anything. The button doesn't do anything. Janet doesn't get reset. Yeah, she's playing it up because she's been or maybe she's no, not. Janet's not. To an extent. Janet's just a good Janet. But she's I feel like the Janet. button is just another device to torture the people. No, it's and real. Michael wouldn't let something that could actually endanger what's going on in the neighborhood like that. So I don't think the button actually does anything. You don't think so. Not really. I disagree. The button throughout the show is used to reset both Janet and Derek. OK, then you're probably right. That's just yeah. what I thought in this moment that it's just another thing to torch them, another prop. Yeah, no. I think Michael's okay with them resetting Janet. But we also, when Eleanor does her thing, you know, that ends up, we find out later, being the one thing that they couldn't predict happening. And that kind of fucks up the whole right. thing Michael's doing. So this sets This off. was supposed to be the end of it, of this Yeah. One. That's part of why he's comfortable letting Janet get rebooted, because mm-hmm. they're going to start over. Yeah. But they're not starting over. Because this Eleanor, unlike the hundreds of times that they've tried this before, I forget exactly how many times they've done this before the one that we're seeing. This Eleanor. But isn't the one that we're seeing the first one? No. Are you sure? I think the one we're seeing is the first one. I am fairly. This is the moment they didn't expect. I am fairly positive. I am fairly positive this is the first time. Maybe you're right. But the second season is when we are watching them, and that's like the 500th time they've done it. I was thinking it was both that it came before and after. Man, look Mm -hmm. at me. We're spoiler talk, and I don't even know what show we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, You're you're right. 
Um, but you're right that this is the one that really sets it off and really sets the show off in a lot mm -hmm. of ways, both ways that we know as an audience watching it for the first time. And, and, and we find out how important know. that train is throughout exactly. the rest of the show. This sets up, you know, we get to meet Sean maybe next episode. Wow, that's possible. I haven't even been thinking that hard about the upcoming episodes. I'm just enjoying the ride. Yeah, I'm like, so I don't I don't remember. I don't know exactly what the next one is, because the next one is where they're going to bring the real Eleanor. Oh, great. You're right. Yeah, because then Sean will come and it'll be about uh -huh. the argument of what happens to Eleanor. I'm excited about that. Any other spoiler stuff you want to talk about? You know what? Than... Sean doesn't come right away. Uh, Adam Scott comes first. True. Yeah. Good point. Nice. Other than, I don't know, just a master class in Michael the Torturer, making people yeah. feel so... bad for him mm -hmm. when he is intentionally making them feel bad. Uh, I don't know. It's just fun to watch Michael from the perspective of he's a bad guy yeah a very i also love guy. the cute little setups for jason and his just enamoration with uh janet oh yes the beginnings of their relationship mm -hmm. i also feel like this is the beginnings of chidi and eleanor's relationship yeah. having a different angle to it than what it did before totally right well since i fucked up all the spoilers let's step out of the spoiler talk and in to Chidi's <laughs> philosophy <laughs> class. That's the <laughs> We're going to talk about Mr. just for a moment because a lot of the philosophy ideas I've had from this episode, we've kind of been discussing throughout. Mm -hmm. But the one at the crux of this episode that I want your opinion on directly is is it ever good to lie? Is it ever right to lie? And is it okay to lie to help yourself out? Are there ever reasons that it is okay to lie to someone? Here's what I'll say. As like a teenager and even like a young adult, mm -hmm. I used to lie constantly Same. to like my mom about stuff, mostly just because I wasn't allowed to do that much. So I would always lie. So I was like, you lying know, to keeping parents up was common. Lying yeah. to classmates to sound mm -hmm, impressive totally or, like, embellishing stories and stuff yeah. like that definitely overdid it when i was younger i think because of how much i used to lie i try to avoid it as much sure. as possible now like i'm very like happy with the fact that i don't feel the need to ever lie about anything in my relationship which is a, a big thing because there are things that, that she probably wishes you would probably yeah you know, I did. You don't have to talk to me about the hentai, Stephen, but but I will. I do. I do. I talk about it. But I think that, you know, overall lying is wrong. Yeah. But I think that there's a difference between lying to help yourself out and lying to make someone feel good. Exactly. But if also somebody's on point, if there's an eight year old on his deathbed and he's like, am I going to get better? But I know he's going to die in 10 minutes. I'm going to say, yeah, buddy. Absolutely, because I want See, to and I don't know hope. if I agree with that's right. Do you want to take away from someone that they're going to know that these are their last moments and they should appreciate if them? they're eight? Yes. I don't know if I agree with that. I see where you're coming from. I don't know if I completely agree with that. Because I don't want someone to feel scared and hopeless in their last moments. Yeah, but I think by not telling them it's their last moments, you're taking their last moments from them. I guess it depends. I mean, I, maybe the eight-year-old's got a lot he wants to make right with the world first. Well, but. and I think children are a lot more uh, emotionally mature than you think. And Lily and I definitely talk about when we have children, we're just going to be honest with them. Sure. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you in theory that there's. it seems like, honey, no, you look great in that pair of 
of khakis. <laughs> it, you don't look chubby at all in that pair of khakis. Mm-hmm. Could be a good lie, but well, I'm an honest, sassy bitch when it comes to clothes. But also, because like, if my partner would be very upset with me if I like was not truthful about how clothes looked on them, because True. then they would because walk your out partners see. in a performance. Sure. sport where you can say hey that outfit doesn't work and that might bleed mm-hmm. into your everyday life because yeah. you can trust each other on things like that that's fair. i'm just saying if your wife is feeling bad about how she looks mm-hmm. and asks you a question and you might kind of see where she's coming from but mm-hmm. you love her and you're gonna tell her she looks great yeah those earrings aren't ugly at all zach but the other the argument is choice. that if you're lying to someone about if you're lying to someone to make them feel better how many times can you do that before you're taking advantage of them and you mm-hmm. should be honest with them? Sure. And I don't think it's much more than once or twice. No, it's like the boots thing. You know, if somebody really likes a pair of their shoes, I'd be like, hey, they're not for me, but I'm glad you really like them. And I think that's easy to say. But even then, that's like not being totally honest. You might feel those are the worst things I've ever seen. They're not for me. And you look dumb by wearing them. <laughs> But you're right where embellishing a little to help someone feel better, I don't think Mm -hmm. is wrong. But telling them the opposite of the truth time and time again to make them feel better about something that they would have felt a lot better if you just were honest in the first place isn't good. Guys, write us in. Uh, Should we lie? Should I should I tell my mom about all those priceless gold kookarans I stole from her? Uh, (laughs) Let me know. Write us in time knife pod at gmail.com. Backslash Kukran. Backslash Kukran. And join us on Patreon so Steven and I can get a few more of those priceless Kukrans. Before we finish the show, let's talk about our good place, bad place this week. We'll start with the bad place. I will open it up with... Mm -hmm. hmm, I think even with the ending in mind, I am going to say Eleanor. Mm Mm-hmm. But the ending, like a couple endings have before this, she's on watch. She's on her way out, but she yeah. does a lot bad in this episode. Eleanor does a lot bad. It was too much for me to to negate with the one really good at the end. But it is really like it is really good. good. It's great behavior. Um, but Eleanor's still my bad place. If I had to pick somebody else, it would probably be Tahani just because of throwing the parties and calling attention but that's not intentional bad behavior it's if i if i had to pick outside of eleanor i would say henry henry (laughs) henry does nothing wrong yes he does aren't these the best don't you love the ones that i got you aren't you gonna wear these every day forever with me? well that's yeah that's not good behavior they might not good behavior boots it's gonna be henry is my alternative bad (laughs) as far as the good place uh, i'm gonna say janet Mm -hmm. just because Truly, she is the only thing in this show that is selfless and is there to help and will not do anything to hurt anyone, even to the expense of of rebooting herself and losing everything that she's learned as the current iteration of herself just to keep everything moving along the way it's supposed to. I think she has the ethics that Chidi wishes he could have. Yeah, absolutely. Janet, Janet's my good place handily this episode. She nice. deserves it. Love Janet. Love this episode. Darcy Carden's a star. We've got an email from one of our esteemed viewers, listeners, watchers, listeners, viewers, tasters. Listeners, it all works. Touchers. Tasters, not so much. Touchers, um, a little. It's from our good friend, Jen. Hey, hey Jen. Jen. Her favorite line slash moment for the episode why do bad things always happen to mediocre people who are lying about their identity? Good one. 
And she knows her A.B. Janets, which we love <laughs> one as Good well. One. Good place. Uh, was Eleanor for confessing she was there by mistake and she realized how much the lie was hurting Chidi. It was a great moment of behavior for her. And bad place was Henry for buying the expensive red boots for Chidi. You're validated, Zach. Thank you. Thanks for writing in, Jen, and sharing your thoughts. Thank you, Uh, Zach's going to tell us how you can get on the action if if you want to be like Jen. That's our episode. This was a really fun one. This was a good one to talk about. Yeah, it was. Great. Next week, we're going to be back to talk about episode eight, we're going down the mountain of the first season. We're going you know, down, down. Peak. Now we're going to go down. Next week, we're talking about chapter eight of The Good Place, which is Most Improved Player, directed by a community alum, Tristram Shapiro. Hey. So that's cool. That's awesome. Guys, if you want to be a part of our future episodes, email us, timeknifepod at gmail.com. We want your trivia questions. We want to know who you would send to The Good and Bad Place based off of each episode. We want to know your thoughts on our Cheaties philosophy class questions and any questions that you would like to bring to the teacher in Cheaties philosophy class. Send that all into timeknifepod at gmail.com. And also follow us on Twitter at timeknifepod to know what we need emails for, specifically which episode next and aside from that, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Hang out with us over there. That's the place we're starting at $5. You can get all of our hundreds of Patreon exclusive podcast episodes, early access to this podcast every week. And along with being able to influence our show, to hang out with me and Steven more personally, and to get your name right out on this program every week, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Steven. Where else can the listeners find us if they're not willing to let go of any kookarans? You know, if you got to keep your kookarans to your kooka self, uh, you can go over and follow us on Twitter over at Time Knife Pod. There's some fun things going on over there. We're also on Instagram under the same name. See clips from the episode uh, before you come check us out on YouTube where you search the name of the show and you can find us there and watch the whole video the live in picture. Full video. Steven's showing off some of his dancing skills. Oh, you whoa, better watch whoa, the video. Whoa. Oh, wow. He's stripping. Oh, and he's. Hey, and what's that? That's not a tail in his backside. Hey, yo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check us out there. I am honestly loving doing this new podcast with you. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I've done so many worse things in this in my life, Zach. So that's very true. happy. Happy that you're I on can, the good side. Of I can attest to that. Why don't you get us <laughs> out of here? We've done what we need to do. Let's go home. Yeah, um, from inside the time knife. Hopefully, no one gets murdered on our way out of here. But Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Video exclusive, video exclusive. Uh, I just want to shout out, Zach, this uh, Rascal's Not Drew Bunny Girl Senpai figure. The new movie just got announced. This show is incredible. It has one of the... We ended the podcast so well. um, It was done. It was All time in anime. It's great. It's okay. It's video exclusive. This is just for the YouTube. Anyone who sticks around, you have to put this... You don't edit this. You don't know how it works. Just cut it. Just hit S to split. You know, but... It's so good. You should watch that show. It's amazing. It's one of the first like non-action anime that I ever watched, and it made me fall in love with with slice of life mystery romance. Tell me what it's called one more time. Rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai. All right, everyone, check out Rascal Flats the anime. I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and press S 
and split on out of here. Split on out. Arrivederci. Boom. Good episode. Never get burned. Ha! I just found me a brand new box of matches. Yeah. And what he knows you ain't had time to learn. These boots are made for walking. And that's just what they'll do. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. Are you ready, Boots? Start walking.